What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh the Question and Answer Podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint and you walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything and everything about our Catholic faith from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics. I'm here to help you find answers. If you're a first-time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can also hit me up with your own questions and comments at www com slash askfatherjosh. Today, we have a question coming in about forgiveness. Can you imagine forgiveness? So about forgiveness and yeah, just how, how do we do that? But before we get into that question, I want to share with you a glory story. My glory story this week is uh, this past this past uh, week, two great things happened uh, in my my parish. One, we had a married couples retreat, which was absolutely amazing. We went to Willwoods at the Abbey, and it was awesome. It was so beautiful to be with those couples and to to just like yeah, watch them as they learned more about each other and as they grew in relationship with each other, had fun with each other, prayed together. I just love to see couples thrive and experience renewal and restoration. But also, my kids at Sacred Heart of Jesus church were confirmed they received the sacrament of confirmation and i just i love the sacrament of confirmation it was after my confirmation that i eventually had my profound encounter with jesus christ where i perceived him invite me to be a priest and so it was just such a gift to to watch them get confirmed to, to spend this past uh year walking with them as they prepare for the sacrament and ah there it was yeah just such a gift such a gift so my glory story is uh witnessing yeah, restoration in marriages and renewal, and then also witnessing transformation through the sacrament of confirmation for my kids. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, and now let's jump into today's show. So our question today comes in from Anonymous, and it says this. Anonymous says this. Um, how are we supposed to forgive people who never apologize and never admit that what they did was wrong? See, this is a, this is a great question, Anonymous, because it's a question that reminds us of, of God's going to judge us not on what other people did, but on what we did. Right? You are the body of Jesus Christ. I am the body of Jesus Christ. We are the body of Jesus Christ. We really are. By virtue of our baptism, we are the body of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are called to think, speak, and act like Jesus Christ and our walk toward eternity. That's what it means to be a disciple. We literally follow in the footsteps of the master and his entire way of life. Jesus Christ, he forgave people who did not apologize. He forgave people unilaterally. 
whenever he was doing his ministry, people were sick and they were suffering and they were lepers and they were uh, they were unwell and they wanted to be physically healed. And he would not only physically heal them, but then after he would physically heal them, he would say to them, your sins are forgiven, go and sin no more. But notice they did not say, I'm sorry, before he said, I forgive you. He forgave them first without them even saying, I'm sorry. When he was on the cross and he was being cursed and he was mocked and he was spit upon, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Dismiss the good thief on the cross eventually had a conversion after he heard Jesus Christ forgive him. But remember, at one point they were both, both of the thieves were mocking Jesus. And Jesus didn't wait for them to say, my bad, Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. He forgave them unilaterally. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then after he was forgiven, Dismas said, will you please remember me when you come into your kingdom? And of course, Jesus says, on this day, I tell you, you'll be with me in paradise. You and I are the body of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are called to extend forgiveness freely to everybody, not just to the people who repent, not just to the people who say, I'm sorry, not just to the people who apologize to everybody. The word of God tells us if we do not forgive other people, then God will not forgive us. If we want to be in heaven with God, if we want to be forgiven by God, we must forgive other people. And not just the people who it's easy to forgive, not just the people who we can tell they're really sorry. We forgive everybody. Now, what does this mean? Does it mean that we are called to reconcile with everybody? No. Does it mean that we can't have boundaries? No. Does it mean that we're not going to feel sad or mad when we think about people? No. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that we cannot control the way, like our emotions. So if you've wounded me and I get sad when I think about what you did to me or my family, or if I get mad when I think about what you did to me and my family, that's an emotion. Emotions aren't sins. But the emotion of sadness or anger for the Christian ought to draw me to intercede for that person's conversion, to pray for their salvation, to pray for them to, to repent and believe in the gospel and to make it right, to repair the damages they've done. Right? But that doesn't mean that I have to like them. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not going to put up a boundary and say, you and I will never talk again. <laughs> I forgive you. I pray for you from a distance, but I will never talk to you again. That doesn't mean that I won't sue somebody. I can forgive you while suing you. That doesn't mean that I don't want somebody to get life in prison for their crimes. It means that I pray for their salvation. Reconciliation is to reestablish mutual trust, and you can't reestablish mutual trust with everybody. Everyone can't be trusted. There are some people who have snake-like tendencies, and if you keep bringing them back, they're going to keep biting you. I'm about to sneeze right now. I chew. No, maybe I'm not. I thought I was. I didn't sneeze. So the way that we forgive then is by adoration of Christ. The prayer of looking at Jesus will help us to imitate Jesus. So if I'm struggling to forgive somebody, the question is, is how much time am I spending in prayer looking at Jesus? Not at me or that person, not navel-gazing or dwelling on them, but on Jesus. Because the more I look at Jesus, the more I'm going to imitate Jesus. Gazing at Jesus Christ on the cross teaches us how to forgive. Gazing at Jesus Christ in the scriptures and the gospels teaches us how to forgive because we watch him do it first. Then we ask him, give me the grace to imitate you, you who abide in me by virtue of my baptism, you who are in relationship with me, forgive in and through me, extend your forgiveness. I watch you, Jesus, do it. And so now do it again, do it again, do it again. It's not always going to feel good. It's not going to be less painful, but this is part of discipleship. This is the, man, the demands of discipleship. 
Discipleship isn't easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. So I want to invite you right now to maybe call to mind someone in your life who you're struggling to forgive. It might be your parent, it might be a sibling, it might be a child, it might be an ex, it might be a friend or a former friend, it might be a neighbor or a coworker, but someone who's hurt you, who's wounded you. Call to mind that person. And then I want to invite you to reorient your attention after you've called upon that person to Jesus Christ on the cross. And while looking at Jesus, I want to invite you to listen to Jesus say these words again and again and again. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And as you're caught up in gazing at Jesus Christ on the cross, as he prays those prayers for those people, those persons who have hurt you so, so much, I want to invite you to climb on the cross with Jesus. Climb on the cross with Jesus. And ask him to say those words with you now. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is how we forgive people who don't apologize, is we allow Jesus Christ in us and through us to forgive them again and again and again, just as he forgives us again and again and again. We're going to take a break now. And when we get back, I'm going to share a story with you of a saint, of a nun who forgave a group of men who, who tortured her, who beat her, and ultimately who killed her. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Father Mark Toops. Do you ever feel like you're asking God for too much in your spiritual life? The truth is you're probably asking for too little. And if you'd like some help this Lent, opening up your heart to God to allow Him to bless you with all that He has for you, you should pick up the new Ascension Lenten Companion Year A. This coming Lent, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you'd like some help to go deeper, you'll need to ask for more. And this is what this year's journal is designed to help you with. Each day, you'll get a word to focus on, a reflection to help you pray, some scripture to meditate on and a prompt to help you quiet down and listen to what God wants to say to you. And each week we feature a piece of original artwork as well as an original online video to help you in your prayer. I wanna encourage you to be bold this Lent, to ask God for more. Go to ascensionpress.com and order your copy of the Ascension Lenten Companion today. God bless you. Just a reminder, if you're a first-time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can also submit your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. Also, if you'd like to receive show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our email list by texting askfatherjosh to 33777. All right, so our saint for today is uh, a sister uh, by the name of Blessed Marie Clementine. Blessed Marie Clementine. She... Is from the Congo, and uh, 
I am excited because when I did my ancestry DNA stuff, I found out that I have a lot of Cong- Congo blood in me, Congolese, uh, West Ivory Coast, Nigerian, Togo, and a bunch of other things. So super excited about that. But she is from the Congo, became a nun. As a nun, she was feisty. You know, she was feisty. She, anytime like dudes tried to holler at sisters, and again, I think I told you a few weeks ago, sometimes people try to like holler at nuns and priests and take the gifts to leave our vows. She would go off on them and she would like fight people to like protect her sisters in her community. And so she was very strong, but there was a lot of corruption in her her village and nuns and, and monks were looked down upon by the corrupt people in her community. And so on, on one day, her convent of 46 nuns, they were, um, they were taken hostage and they were taken hostage and they were, were put in this, this house called the Blue House. And one of the colonels, he was crushing on Blessed Marie Clementine and he, he wanted to, to be with her. And obviously she was married to Jesus and she was like, that's not going to happen. And he kept trying to force stuff on her and she kept fighting him. And so she fought him and fought him and fought him. And then finally she tried to escape and they caught her and they jumped her and another sister and began to beat her mercilessly. And they're like, you will sleep with us. And she's like, I would not sleep with you. I would not break my vows to Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen. And so they began to stab her. And as they're stabbing her, her response was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, she still punched them and kicked them and fought them, right? But while she was fighting back, she was also praying for their salvation. And eventually they got a gun and shot her and killed her. Um, But she died fighting. (laughs) But she also died praying, praying for them to repent, praying for them to be forgiven. Eventually, these corrupt leaders in their village, they lost whatever battle they were in and went to jail. And whenever the the colonel who killed her, Blessed Marie Clementine, was released from prison, he went back to her nuns, not because he was sorry, but because he was hungry, like the prodigal son. And he was an outcast. And he was now a disenfranchised, ostracized member of the community. And you know what the nuns did when he came back to them? They didn't say, you killed our sister who you tried to take advantage of, you tried to molest. They didn't, they didn't say, you beat us and you tortured us. They fed him because he was hungry. And they said, if Blessed Marie Clementine, if our, if our sister, if she could forgive you, then so can we. And they took him in and took care of him. Ha, uh, ah, uh, this is hard. But this is, this is Christianity. This is real Christianity. This is real discipleship. And so I want to invite you to spend time with Blessed Marie Clementine and most importantly with Jesus Christ crucified so that you and I together can imitate them and can love people in our community well by forgiving them no matter what they've done. Blessed Marie Clementine, we invite you to pray for us. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, this is As Father Josh. I am Father Josh. God bless.